Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am with the co-author of Rebuilt, the associate to pastor of Nativity Catholic Church and president of Rebuilt Parish and author of Seriously God, Tom Corcoran. I am so excited that you're here and, you know, sharing all of your wisdom with us. I think that what we're going to talk about tonight is so necessary. Well, tonight for everyone listening, it is like 8.40 p.m. For you, it could be like 8 a.m. So who knows by the time you're listening to this. But what we're going to talk about tonight is super, super necessary. And I'm so grateful that you wrote about this topic of how do we deal with stressful situations, things that are happening in life that are hard to grasp and and like, how do we parse through those things? So really, really excited to have this conversation. But first, I would love for you to share more about yourself for everyone listening. Well, thanks, Chanel. Yeah, it's we joke about this book as a, as a book, you know, saying when life making sense when life doesn't make sense. And it makes mm. total sense for this time to talk about these topics. So I grew up in Philadelphia and went to Catholic school then went to Loyola University here in Baltimore, where I am now. Worked in D.C. for about nine months, decided I did not want to be in D.C. After a few months in there, just the ethos of the town didn't fit me and what mm. I was dreaming to be and got an opportunity to work for Church of Nativity. And this was back in the late 90s. Thought I'd be there for two or three years. And that's almost 25 years ago now. So wow. I've worked in the parish, started out in youth ministry, done all kinds of different positions and jobs. And, you know, it's evolved over time. Aside from that, I'm married to my wife, Mia. We have eight kids. So oldest is 20 and a Marine and the youngest wow. is two. So I forgot I was supposed to put her to bed now. Someone else is doing that tonight. So. <laughs> I had to pull oh that off on someone else. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, I mean, congratulations to you and your wife. You guys are going to be like living all the fun parts of life, like over and over again. That must be so, <laughs> that must be so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My, my sister has my nephew and he's three my older sister and also has my niece who's 18. And we always joke like, Carlene, how do you feel about going to like plays again? And, you know, doing all the stuff like teaching how to ride a bike again. She's like, I just love it. So fun, you know, to, to do all of that stuff over and over again, seeing life through the eyes of a child is like so different, you know, really, really perks you up when you just get kind of bogged down as an adult. Sometimes life just gets really boring when you're living in adult world. So that must be really fun. So where are you living right now? You're in Baltimore, you said? Yep. So I'm outside of Baltimore. There's nativities in Timonium. So it's it's just north of Baltimore. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you grew up in Philadelphia? Yes. In Havertown, which is not too far from Villanova, so southwest, southwest of the city. Awesome. Awesome. Prior to living in Florida, I actually lived in Fishtown in Philadelphia. Yes. So I've lived in your hood for a little bit. Philadelphia is, I think if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. They say that about (laughs) New York, but I'm like, if you can make it through Philadelphia still like with, because the people in Philadelphia are super, super awesome. I've never met a prouder, prouder city 
and they're also super intense. So yeah, really tough. Yeah, really tough. <laughs> yeah. So like it definitely is something. Well, that's awesome. I'm so grateful that you're here. And I would love, you know, to dive right in. There are a lot of hard, horrific things happening in the world. And it seems like every day there's a new thing. And it's just, it's hard to think through why those things are happening, why God would allow those things to happen. And, you know, and just kind of acknowledge your own feelings of like, you're either, I mean, most people, they're upset, they're confused, and it just seems so consistent. I don't know if it's especially because we were all just inside for the past two years. So it's like, everything seems to be hitting us at once, but it's really challenging to navigate your feelings. And I know that in your book, Seriously God, you have three principles where you kind of guide people through making sense of bad things happening. I would love for you to share with us a little bit about the book and those three principles. Yeah. So, it, you know, Seriously God, and you can kind of say with a little bit of attitude or, or whatever, it is those times when we're kind of looking to heaven and saying, what's going on, God? Mm. That that's what's going on right now. And so the three principles we lay out in, in the introduction chapter is one, it makes sense that God doesn't make sense, that we are met with a God who transcends time, who's all powerful, all knowing, and we are not, we're very limited by our culture in which we grow up in and our times and how much we know and in just limited understanding, whereas again, God created the heavens and the earth, the you know, Wisdom, he had the wisdom and understanding, the knowledge to create the earth right the right distance from the sun, the heavens, the moon, the stars, you know, all of that, which we study but still can't fathom. And so it just makes sense that God's going to think differently than us. So it's going to make sense that we don't think exactly as God thinks, because if we thought as God thought, then we'd be God. And spirituality 101 is there is a God and it's not us. So mm. we just start there, that there's going to be times where we don't understand God and just that's okay. The second, though, principle, though, is that when God doesn't make sense, we can learn about him during those times, that we can learn about God because God has revealed himself to us. And so because we have scripture and ultimately in the church and ultimately and obviously the most revelation through Jesus, his son, uh, God's son, God wants to reveal himself to us. And I think during these times, I was just listening to someone recently talking about there's, you know, there's order, there's disorder, and there's reorder, I think. So when there's some of these times of disorder, there's an opportunity for us to lean in, to connect with God in a new way. You know, Isaiah says, it tells us, seek the Lord while he may be found. And I think just as in relationships, when somebody you think you know does something out of character or something you wouldn't expect, mm. right? There's an opportunity to say, well, why did you make that decision? Or why did you do that? Or we can lean in the same thing as God can, we can do with God. That if we will lean into those times and question and not run away from the questioning, but lean into it and, and engage it, we can learn more about God and deepen that relationship. The third principle we lay out is that we can't confuse life not making sense with God not making sense. So I think we see this all the time where Christians will say something happens and it's God's will. Well, hold on a minute. <laughs> Jesus tells us in the Our Father to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, God's will is not always done on earth. It's always done in heaven. That's why it's heaven. But God's will is not always done on earth. So we need to be careful of assigning to God's will things that are not. There's evil in this world. That That's that's the story of, of scripture, that things have gone wrong because things are not as God 
wants them. He permits some things, but it's his permissive will, but it's not what he, he really wants and really wills. Oof. Okay. So like, I would love for you to expand more on principle three. I think so many people have such a hard time, you know, thinking about the idea. And I was actually reading something the other day, someone wrote, um, one of their family members passed away and at the funeral, someone came up to them and said like, you know, it's okay. It's like God's will. And you kind of use that as an opportunity to encourage them to feel better. She shared, she was like, it actually just made me feel absolutely worse. (laughs) She was like, it didn't really help. And she was sharing how she'd been trying to navigate even that statement of like, oh, it's okay. It's God's will. And like, as we kind of use that as not all the time, you know, and, and, and it's mostly very well-intentioned, but as a, just as a blanket thing that we say without even thinking about it. So, yeah. So I'd love for you to share more about that and kind of how you got to that conclusion. Yeah, it was fine. I was just listening. I think we do use it too much to paper over and, and you're looking for things to say in those situations. You mm-hmm. don't know what to say. I mean, I, I've, I've said dumb things in those situations, but yeah, I, I think a little bit, I was just listening to another another podcast with Philip Yancey. I don't know if you know who he is, but he was talking about the difference of redeemed suffering versus running away from suffering. Mm. And re- suffering can redeem. That's the, that's our faith. Suffering can be redeemed. The worst thing in history was the, the crucifixion of the Son of God, and God used that to redeem the whole world. But redeemed suffering or any of these problems are only redeemed through when we engage in them. When we run away it doesn't redeem it. It redeems it because God takes us through a process if we'll engage with him. Mm. It could be God's will, but the person who's gone through that needs to wrestle with that and say, God, is this your will? And maybe it wasn't. Then in wrestling with God is God is going to redeem it. I mean, we get, this is towards the end of the book, some of the beauty of our faith. Romans says, God makes all things work together for our good for those who love him. Now, the question is the timing. (laughs) Mm. Because, God makes all things work together for our good. Maybe it happens in this life or maybe it happens in eternity, but God makes things work together for good because there are things that clearly are not good <laughs> that we experience. And so, and, and, and I think, again, theologians can get all into this in different wills and is what I, I've kind of been listening to some things that makes me expand. Some things I think, no, it's not God's will. Okay, maybe it is in that permissive will. You can get all lost in this, but I think my biggest thing right now is just be careful saying this is God's will. And if someone is reading this book and you've been mad at God, Mm. because a Christian said to you or a Catholic said to you, oh, it was God's will. Well, slow down because that person might have been wrong. But honestly, they might be, who are they to say it was God's will at this (laughs) point, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think we had that conversation with God. What is that your will for me? And what was your will in this to help understand that? But to tell somebody else that was God's will at that point, it's, that's just not, it's not helpful oftentimes, but yeah, yeah, I think people are trying to be, they don't know what else to say. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you're kind of stuck. You don't really know what else to say, especially if like now, you know, you turn on the TV and there's just horrific things happening every day. And it's hard to live in a world of like, well, I'm trying to be optimistic and I really don't know what to say. And there's no kind of kitschy catch all blanket phrase to say, well, you know, like, God is going to do something great out of this. Ooh, sometimes it's, I mean, like 
we believe in redemptive suffering, as you said, you know, but it's just interesting and it does. And I love your point of like allowing people to just lean in and experience the hardship of whatever they're going through first before we immediately come to them with some sort of like optimistic resolve because it can be detrimental in some ways. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app for prayer, meditation, music, and more. Hallow features litanies, novenas, and other challenges to get you praying more often and connect with your community. It also features Bible stories and guest sessions from well-known Catholic speakers like Father Mike Schmitz, Bishop Barron, Jonathan Rumi from Chosen, Dr. Scott Hahn, and Father Mark Mary. Hallow is an amazing resource for any Catholic looking to dive deeper into their prayer life, find more peace, and ultimately grow closer to God. Make sure to check out Hallow at hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. Hollow.com slash Ave Spotlight. I was wondering who did you guys write this book for? Because earlier you said, you know, if someone's reading this and they're upset because someone might have said this to them or this to them, or they're just kind of upset at God. Is that primarily your audience? Who would you like to pick up this book and what would you like them to learn from it? Yeah. I mean, I think first of all, your primary audience is going to be people who are, I would, you know, church people are engaged in their faith in some way and hopefully begin to give them some answers to these things. Cause I think everyone has these questions that we address in the book from again, problem of pain to why does God allow the wrong people to be in charge to just the storms and problems and come life to come up in life that seem to come out of nowhere to when God says no to us and doesn't seem to answer our prayers and prayers don't seem to work. So I think that's one audience is people, but all of us struggle with these questions. It doesn't matter if you have faith or not, mm. you struggle with that. So to let the permission in and maybe ar- arm them or at least give them some, we can't answer all these questions or deep questions. In, in our book. <laughs> I mean, that would yeah, be an amazing task. I would, <laughs> yeah. I, this podcast would have to be like four hours long of me just talking through every chapter. Yes. Yeah. And we're not that smart. We don't know that much, but. <laughs> That we do give some stories from scripture that begin to give us insights. And as we like to say, there's a gap between a loving God and all powerful God and our lived reality. Mm. And in the book, we're not trying to connect the two. We're trying to build a path. It's probably a dirt path, not a super highway, <laughs> but there is a path between those that we can begin to walk down. So the, the second audience I would say is though is hopefully the friends of people because we all know some people who've given up on faith and and on some and could hand it, and it's very easy to read, and it's it's not a dense book at all. To begin again, just stimulating those questions and begin seeing things of okay, there can be a connection between a loving, all powerful God and the problems we face in life, and not to be too myopic to to kind of take a a, a little bit bigger view and say okay, I can at least see those arguments or see and really through the stories of people in Scripture because that's what we're looking at is people and the stories of people in scripture and how they navigated when life didn't make sense and God didn't seem to make sense to them because that's the truth of the, the heroes of the Bible all the time didn't understand God and what was up to. And so we're not the first ones to go through these things and we can learn from scripture. Yeah. And that's, that's an amazing word, you know, and oftentimes when there are things happening that are confusing and I'm reflecting on scripture, I'll think about Job. Of course, he's like 
primo example. I'll think about the, or I'll think about the Israelites, you know, of just traveling for so long and being so confused (laughs) about what, and, you know, and asking God, like, we want to be freed from this, then being freed, but then traveling and not knowing what's happening and then getting to where they're going and being like, you know, there's another God out here that seems a little cooler. (laughs) And then Moses just being like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, And there's so many moments of people being like, you know, I know that God is operating because I got kind of what I asked for, but I'm confused about the process and this is taking far too long or he hasn't really, I haven't really seen him jump in and affirm me that like we're going on the right direction. So I'm just going to kind of take my own path. It's so interesting that you say that, you know, because so many people before us have experienced confusion in ways that I think oftentimes I don't even reflect on that much. And then when I do, I'm like, oh my gosh, Chanel, you're not the first one. So it is so affirming, you know? Yeah. Yeah, As I I was listening to this other Philip Yancey podcast, and he was saying, you know, he questioned God for a while. He said, all the questions about God are actually right in the scriptures. He Mm. says, how cool is that of a God who is not afraid of those questions, that all the questions anyone might be an atheist or agnostic might raise, scripture already raises. And so again, we don't have to be afraid of these things. We can, we can do that. You know, I, th- I think with current events, one of the things I've just kind of come to is we have to be paying attention to the news and what's going on. But I also try to go to Psalm 130, mm. which the psalmist just says, my heart is not too proud. I don't concern my things with things too big for me. And I think all the problems of the world are so big for us, we can't handle it. So I think in those times where we're we're maybe feeling compassion, we can stop, we can pray, but then we hand it over to God and it is too big for us and let us love the people around us and do what's in our control. I think that's a little bit where I am. And that's, we pray for those things, but we detach a little bit because we trust them to the Lord because we can't control them. I don't know. And I, I think that's not the total answer, but that's kind of where a, a little bit of where I, I stand as far as no, I mean, one approach I have. Yeah. That's a, that's a word. And if that is something that can help somebody get through, I mean, I'm going to break out my Bible and highlight that once we're done recording, because we're all looking for, for something, some sort of solace. So that's amazing. I would love to know where we can find more information about Rebuilt and about all of your ministry that you're involved in. Yeah. So obviously, uh, well, the book is Ave Maria Press. So that can be found. uh, Seriously, God can be found at Ave Maria Press and Amazon where books are sold. Rebuiltparish.com is what we do to help parishes. So Right now, we are coaching 25 parishes, but always looking to work with more parishes and what's worked at Nativity in our parish and share that. And then at churchnativity.com is what's happening at Nativity. And so, yeah, those are the places to, to find me. Sweet. Awesome. And at the end of each one of our episodes, we ask each guest about something that brings them hope. So that is something that is either giving you hope right now or something in the future that is going to give you hope. And so if you need time to think about it, I can go first. Or if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? Go ahead. I'll let you go first. And then I kind of have an answer, but I'll I'll let it. Okay. So something that is giving me hope, my mom and I have made a resolve to go on like morning walks together. And it's been really nice. And I've been hopeful that in this new year, I can spend more intentional time with my mom. And it's been really nice. We started our first one this morning. I have like a new Hall & playlist that we 
were bumping <laughs> as we were walking. And it was nice. We made like a mile and a half before we both just called it, but it was great to spend some time. And I'm hopeful that we can continue to spend some good morning time together before we have to like, you know, be adults and work forever. So I'm excited to to do that. And I'm hopeful we can continue doing that. So. Okay. That's about, great. Yeah. So how about you? Yeah. Right now we, we just had a huge push at our parish to do small groups, which is, you know, small face sharing groups is a big part oh, of what we do. And we just got a bunch of new people over a thousand people got into groups and that was exciting. I'm, I'm in a few different ones that I helped start. Oh my goodness. Uh, so I, I guess I'm, I'm hopeful that those are really, I think are really connecting people after the last two years, people need connection. I've been alone and I think we're filling that need in our, in our community and it's been pretty cool. People are connecting you know, with zoom. Now you can connect all over the country. So yeah, I just seeing that growth in our own parish and seeing people hopefully come their faith becoming more alive through that and these relationships forming that's giving me hope right now wow amen and good for you guys that's amazing people do need connection after you know as we've been like easing out of coronavirus it was like every day i just feel like i'm a man that was walking out of a cave and like the sun is bright and it's beautiful, but it's also scary. So it's like, it's so my desire for warmth and sunlight is there and my desire for community is there. But at the same time, I'm like, I forgot what that was like. I forgot yeah. what it's like to have a conversation or like hug someone or just, you know, talk about the weather. So that's so awesome that y'all are doing that. I'm, I'll be praying for you guys for sure. We're so grateful that you were a guest today and I hope that you have a wonderful night and get some great rest and have a good weekend. And we're happy that you were here. Thank you, Chanel. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for listening and thank you so much to Tom for being our guest. Make sure to check out his book, Seriously God, at AveMariaPress.com. It's an awesome read and I hope that you guys enjoy it. I'm looking forward to talking to y'all next week. Please pray for me. I'll be praying for you. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.